Hey folks, you got to pose in the matrix here. It is the 20th of uh, July, 2020. Yeah, we're about three or four minutes late. Um, but you know what? Better late than never. And if you have a friend that ever comes over and he's always late and he's a really good friend, then it's worth waiting for, right? He's worth waiting for, or she as the case may be. So um, we hope that you consider us good friends and that we're worth waiting for. So... Well, that's, that was kind of neat. Um, hey, Jim, I got to tell you, I've been watching uh, a lot of videos on quantum physics. And, you know, it, I think quantum physics is a lot easier than than we make it out to be. I, um, you know, especially the string theory. Mm-hmm. Was just yesterday or just today, actually, uh, we got this big old honking table in our kitchen. And it's really kind of too big for our kitchen. It's going to come in here and be my desk some one of these days. But... And so I, I stood at one end of it, and I knew I had to get to the other end, and I could take two routes and go around it. Okay, I could take the left route, which takes me over by the stove, which is kind of like where um, I keep my keys over there and, and things like that. So if I go that way, I remember to gra- grab my keys. I remember to uh, to grab other things I need to go out. However, if I go to the right, I go by the dog dishes and stuff like that. And I can look and see if I uh, I fed the dogs and I, I I and I gave enough water to the dogs and at my age you know you gotta kind of uh, and I know you can identify with this too you gotta kind of make sure that you do everything before you leave the house but um, so anyway I, I I come to one point where I gotta go one way or the other and depending on which way I go the outcome could be different I could go to the right and forget my keys and lock myself out. That would be a bad outcome. Or I could go to the left and not the dogs not have water and, you know, and then come back three or four, day, four hours later and, you know, there'll be panting and everything else. And uh, so anyway, you know, it's, it's it's kind of a simplified way of explaining um, a parallel universe that exists right there. It's sort of, you know, um, either way will we'll get me to the other end, but I will... You know, I will go through one thing if I go to the left and go through one thing and I go to the right. Kind of like the song about Loch Lomond and, you know, the high road and lock, the, the high road and the low road. You know, they, they're, they're two different roads, but they both go to Scotland, you know? And, um, so I was, I kind of took that to be like, uh, like a very simplified, uh, meaning or uh, an example or a metaphor, maybe is a good word for, uh, for the string theory. Uh, about two parallel verses. I was in the same room. However, you know, there were, there were two different ways to go. So there were two different strings I could follow or different rows if you want to look at it that way. So, it, you know, it kind of helped to explain it to me a little easier. <laughs> so you didn't, except you didn't get into quantum entanglement and stuff like that yet. So, uh, um, this is where it gets freaky is where it says, okay, well, um, sometimes it, going through the two slits, sometimes um, they'll go through one, sometimes they go through the other, sometimes they go through both. Right, right. So how are you gonna? So so you're standing in front of your table, you're gonna go through both. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I could always cr- crawl underneath the table too. Right. <laughs> and then there's, then you got to take into consideration if you measure it or look at it, and that's just uh, it is fun though. There's a cartoon on the internet explaining and it's dr quantum or something like that it's a cartoon but it is awesome it really simplifies everything and makes it very easy to you know begin to comprehend right uh 
I hurt huh. my brain over two months for it. And then finally, when the Lord showed me how, in contrast to how the two slit experiment was like the two trees in the garden of Eden, and a light bulb went off and it all made sense. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it was less abstract and more applied to some practical uh, thing that I could understand better. That's, well, it is, uh, it is uh, we're in a mess. And we're, we're a bunch of kids beating a hornet's nest and, and, uh, waiting for something good to happen. And well, uh, you know. the, way, the way I looked at it is that the return of Jesus would be like the t- table being taken out of the way and me having a straight shot through there. And I could see both sides at the same time and, yeah. not, you know, not miss the water <laughs> dish or, or getting right. my keys. So, right. uh, you know, that he'll eliminate the, uh, the, uh, the, the two strings and turn them into one string and we won't have any problem. I won't have any problem anymore. So, um, Anyway, so it was kind of neat, and I've really been enjoying. Uh, I've been watching some stuff that's been a little too deep for me. Um, however, if I watch it two or three times, I finally get it. Um, so it's, uh, and I know it's it's basically it's a very simple thing, but um, but getting it the first time is is, is pretty difficult. So, um, you know, if you're out there and you're listening. Uh, and you've been trying to figure it out, you know, just just keep trying to figure it out. Keep keep watching stuff and pray for uh, for um, for God to give you clarity on the subject. And, and I think it'll come pretty, pretty easy because uh, he, he's, he's the best uh, person there is at explaining uh, very complex things in a, to a very simple people. And I consider myself one of those. Uh, so, um, but tonight we, we, um, we're going to kind of try to abbreviate the show a little bit. Eric's not going to be with us tonight. Um, we're, so we're going to, um, we're going to abbreviate it and, and see if we can fit a lot into a, a smaller time. And, um, hopefully we can do that. And if not, we can just, you know, do this and then continue next week with the rest of it. But, uh, Jim, we were, we were talking before the show about CERN and, and we were talking about cryptids and we were talking about, um, blue beam and, and everything else and about how, uh, the, uh, the enemy is just trying to uh, bring a whole bunch of different things into our reality to confuse us and to make us doubt. So, um, what say ye about that? Well, you know, we've, we've developed or entered into an era where we have we have godlike quality technologies that um, unfortunately the wrong people are using because we're stuck in the wrong dimension anyway. So this whole, you know, this whole thing is generated by the God of this world. And so he is throwing out all stops. He knows that the end of the end is near. Um, he's fighting us. He's deluded because he doesn't, he's not a, a defeated enemy. Misery loves company. He's just going to drag everybody down. He is deluded. He's insane. He thinks he's going to be God at his own game. So he right. sees this as a checkmate uh, and he's in control and he's, you know, sin has just blinded him to any kind of logical thinking or coming to any logical conclusions. So he's just throwing, well, he's acting just like other people that are following him. You know, they start out on one agenda. Well, we're doing this. But then they go off into, you know, uh, like Black Lives Matter or uh, let's say the, the protesters uh, protesting systemic uh, racism. <clears throat> and here they so they're attacking a, a first uh, focal point on certain statues. They run out of those statues. Now they're attacking everything else. Now they, you know, cordon off a little area in uh, Seattle, Washington. Now the big showdown and 
my gosh, how many weeks has it been or months? I, I'm not sure that since they seized that portion, now Trump has called in the federal troops because um, because they start tacking and burning down police stations, dragging cops out of their cars and beating them. Um, I mean, just an assault on a um, federal bi- uh, building. Um and dragging out the officials and beating them. I mean, so Trump goes in there with troops to establish order, and the mayor's whining and crying in that they're arresting people unjustly, right. that they're uh, doing – and I'm going, this is insane. Who would have ever believed you would be living in a situation where the mayor and the, um, and the other government officials – are afraid of these Antifa people and they want to mothers getting together their, their mothers. So they're going to be the barrier between the protesters and the police so that there'll be no violence because mother loves everybody. And it's like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm in a, this is a nut house. This is just totally, I can't believe that we've come to this. How did we even come to this? Well, this is where, Space, time, dimension, technology is all out of whack, and that's why we're seeing this kind of stuff. Now, sin is blinding, yes, but some of the stuff we're seeing just defies any sense of logic whatsoever. Right. It's just, right. it, it's, it's insane. How can you, I mean, they're complaining of, they just burned out a federal building, made all of the officials flee, and then the officers, they attack them and beat them. Right. And you don't think the federal government is entitled to go in and start kicking some butt and start right. bringing law and order? Are you insane? Why are you even in government? I mean, those people should be arrested as the main contributors to the disaster. I mean, you know, walking well, on eggshells. Mayor, you're not the mayor of anything. You're going to Leavenworth, you idiot. Well, I don't know if you read about it, but the mayor was all for those people. And then um, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, the Antifa started, marched actually on the mayor's mansion up in, <laughs> up in uh, Seattle. And then all of a sudden, instead of being a sympathizer, she started calling the, the Antifa terrorist. So, uh, you know, uh, there's an old saying out there that a conservative is a liberal that's been mugged. And yeah. here, the, here the, the, the mayor is... Uh, you know, she's a liberal and a, and a leftist and everything else. Until they come after her, then all of a sudden, you know, she sees the light. And uh, and it's selfishness. It's selfishness and it's pride. You know, it's, it's it's as long as it's happening to somebody else, she doesn't care or they don't care. You know, to be quite honest, there's a, there's a group of them. Um, but then all of a sudden when it affects them, oh, oh okay, now, you know, now, uh, now we're going to have to do something because these people are after me. You know, and, and, uh, it's, it's the, the old adage of, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always been, if it's, if it's happening to somebody else, it's no big deal. But if it's happening to me, then, you know, wow, wow, you know, help, help me out of it. I, um, I need help, you know, and well, it's no well, different than, no different than California telling the federal government to get out, you know, and, um, here's an, here's an example. The other day, uh, yesterday we went to a, a and W. Because uh, you can still, you know, you can eat in your car and it's covered and everything. And and I don't know if you have them out there, but they, they come and they deliver to your car and stuff. And, uh, you know, so you can eat there and, and you order uh, <clears throat> over a microphone and stuff. Well, anyway, 
Um, so um, we're sitting in our car, just enjoying it, you know, having the windows down. And it was a kind of nice, cool breeze on a hot day. And then all of a sudden, the person sitting next to us starts smoking. Now, you know, you can smoke if you want to. If you, you know, what they say, smoking may not send you to hell, but it sure smells, makes you smell like you've been there. Um, so, you know, if you want to smoke in your car with your windows up, hey, have at it. But, you know, if you're upwind and you're smoking and it's going to be affecting the five or six or eight or ten cars down downwind from you, then there's a problem. So um, I made a comment, and I, I think I was heard. Uh, actually, there were two cars over. And I said, yeah, I said, you know what the funny thing is, is that, yeah, they have a freedom to smoke. They can smoke all they want. But what's what's going to happen is, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, they're going to come down with lung cancer. And they're going to be sitting in a hospital saying, God, why, are you, why did you let this happen to me? You know, why is this happening to me, God? I blame you. You know, and I know that's what's going to happen because that's what people do. You know, when things become hopeless, they blame God. Even if they don't believe in God, you know, uh, they, they blame God for it. And, and it's just what a, you know, like California, you know, get out federal government. Or how about let's use America as a, um, as an example. You know, the, uh, the, the liberals got, uh, prayer taken out of school. They, um, you know, they throw God out of everything. And then when something happens, everybody runs to church and it's God, why did you let this happen to us? You know, it's like, well, well you kicked them out. Have, That's why they got two things fighting against one. They they have a sin nature, too, and they don't realize it. And two, um, they're not connected to God. They may know about him, but they don't know him intimately. If they did, they would never, never accuse God of anything. Um, right. And that's the problem. And that's even with Christians. We're at a developmental stages. We're all different. Um, and this is this is actually the answer to everything that we're going to be talking about tonight is to know him and to know his plan. You don't know that you are going to react out of your human um, natural tendencies. No, I don't care how long you've been walking with the Lord. If you are not staying intimate, continual in a relationship with him, you're not going to survive this. You're not going to pull through. This is something that is getting so we can't we can't believe our eyes we can't believe our ears we can't believe our thoughts we can't believe what we see um what we hear what we feel i mean everything is getting out of so out of control some of it psyops but some of it real you're right. really not seeing something that's not there or you're really in standing in front of someone who isn't a human being Right. A large portion of the church that would freak them out. They still don't get it. We've been preaching this stuff for um, 30 some years or better. Right. Um, you know that there are in the book of Jude, it warns that there are people that are twice dead, plucked up by the roots, wandering stars who's reserved everlasting darkness, clouds without water. Those are three definitions for non-human beings. They're for right. fallen angels. Right. They're going to be in our midst, looking like us, acting like us, steering us into uh, a one world government, religion and economic system. That is what we're warned in the last days. So now I've come in contact with them. I know you have. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people look at you like you're the alien, like you're the weirdo. Um, no, this is what the Bible has told us we would be confronted with in the last days. 
This isn't science fiction now. We're we're dealing with people that aren't even. Um, I posted, and I told people at the time I didn't know whether this was real or not, but it sure looked real. It was a gargoyle up on a Vatican uh, uh, part of the Vatican building up on a thing, and and it's flying all around. Within within a couple of hours of posting it, there were some papers, uh, major papers in Europe. Um, one in Germany and one in Great Britain that also posted this going, what in the heck is going on with this? And so they were recognizing this was a real event. It didn't really happen, but what are we looking at? Within a couple hours, somebody gave the complete break and down and rundown of the technology that formulated this and, uh, and showed its whole development and everything on, on how it was produced. It was a computer animated thing, but boy, it sure looked real. Um, we have had more and more problems with this kind of thing. So there's other scientists who have um, compiled an artificial intelligence that can grow and learn. And its whole purpose is to distinguish between animated people and real people, because the technology is so sophisticated now that humans, we cannot tell the difference between somebody is totally a fabrication and someone who's real. And they're using them as eyewitnesses for some things like Sandy Hook or the, um, uh, the bombing at the Boston Marathon, um, even George Forster's, uh, Foster's death, uh, and witnesses and everything. Some of these witnesses have been, you know, and, and several others, some of them are actors and some of them, they're not even human at all. They've been computer programs. So we've got a detection uh, software, an artificial intelligence, who can learn by continually processing different uh, systems and whatnot. And it's trial and error of, of hitting, of recognizing what's real and what isn't, 50% or less. Mm -hmm. It can't even tell. It's, the sophistication is so good, the computer couldn't even tell who is and who isn't so you know we've got technology with blue beam where you were used in the military and i've had several people in the military contact me in the last 30 years since we started developing this we've had historic historical events that have backed uh checked and and found the technology that was used in part of uh blue beam can can produce uh, it needs a carrier wave like music or something but it can produce a wave that can go right into your brain and it can genetically adjust your DNA in the brain to trigger off emotions or it can give you um, you can hear hear somebody speak. So there's a lot of different things it can do. So in the Iraqi war, here we have hardened uh, Iraq or Iranian soldiers who were um, I mean, Iraqi soldiers who were um, I mean, crack troops, they hardened combat troops and yet. We had our tanks go into up to their bunkers. We were blasting uh, rock and roll music to the bunkers. And all of a sudden they come out horrified and kissing our feet and in and, and total fear surrendering by the thousands. Right. We were outnumbered. What happened? Well, it was a carrier wave of Project Bluebeam, and they triggered off fear in their brains and made them full of dread and fear. And, and they came out in mass uh, surrendering. That is the technology. Um, in the Gulf Coast, Iranian ships were getting too close uh, to military operations and shipping lanes. The United States had claimed are open and there's still contested waters. So instead of approaching the ships, they used Blue Beam 
and they're way out of any kind of gun range. And they said, uh, you know, they'll recognize the, the ship and say they'll talk to somebody that's on board and says, don't be afraid. We are using a technology to direct talk to talk directly into your mind. We want you to uh, turn your tell your captain, turn your ship and go such and such place. And you don't go any further or we will fire upon you. And, you know, that was a missile, so it's a longer range than any guns that they have. So it keeps us out of harm's way, but we just take care of it. So um, we have extra voices in our head that we can hear. I mean, it's like, like, you know, if you're a Christian, you hear God's voice and you hear also the enemy's voice trying to dupe you and con you into thinking it's just your own voice. Um, so there's a lot of air traffic control going on in your noodle anyway, because it's just adding one more. It's like, okay, but I have a promise as a Christian, my sheep hear my voice. If we're staying intimate in contact with the Lord, it's not an issue. Well, we just got one other bothersome voice again. Okay, that's no big deal. But to the um, the person that's not connected to God, it's going to be very confusing. Very, very confusing. You don't know what to trust with your eyes. You don't know what to trust with your uh, what you see. Um, part of the other part of Project Blue Beam, dropping uh, aluminum into the... Uh, the air actually creates like a holographic uh, screen to produce an entire array of uh, like a second coming of Christ. Peter Le Monsieur in his book, um, The Armageddon Script. Now, what's so important about this guy? Well, he's a big New Age guru like uh, uh, Spangler, David Spangler is uh, working with the United Nations. And he's all for the United Nations agenda. And he wrote in this book, if it would be important to with the accountability religions to fulfill their prophecies in order to get them on board to a global one world government, uh, one world religion, one world right. economic system. Right. So that means they're going to trick us. So if it's written in a book, you know, darn well, somebody's already got that plan prepped, prepared and, and ready for, you know, just their little bag of tricks. So, um, so, the, so the, uh, the Jews are going to see their Messiah. The, you know, we're going to see Jesus, and the Muslims are going to see um, the Mahdi. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 yeah, the Bifamadi coming. And, and so, you know, we don't know what all they're going to do, but the capabilities are that the technology is there that they can do it. Right. And, you know, so we've got, we're up against a lot of weird stuff. Sir, look, when you gave me that posting, I thought that was just whacked out crazy like you said you thought it came from the onion but right um why don't you go ahead and tell the story because you're the one at first contact i mean that was incredible uh kind of uh remind me <laughs> i'm sorry what, biden biden had a oh yeah 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 failed. yeah that's right yeah, yeah um i I'm, I'm looking at the internet one day and i I was looking at YouTube and, um, you know, it was like one thirty in the morning and I was half asleep and, and, um, and all of a sudden this, uh, this, uh, article comes up. Actually, it wasn't on YouTube. It was on regular, um, DuckDuckGo. And, um, and it said, uh, uh, President or Vice President Biden had visited, um, uh, he visited, uh, he went to CERN. CERN. He, he went to CERN. Yeah. He went to CERN. Because yeah, because he had um, a uh, an encounter or a memory of having been in jail with Nelson Mandela, but people were telling him no, that never happened. And so right away he put it together with CERN. Well, he knows a lot more than we do, so he he probably knows what CERN's doing. Well, anyway, I'm reading this and I'm going yeah 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 okay 
I've read a lot of parody sites and stuff like that, and this has all the earmarks of a parody site. And until I went back to the search engine and I saw that the same article had been printed in, I think, the Times of London. It had been printed in an American, very reputable paper. Well, you know, what's a reputable paper these days? <laughs> Not but, anymore. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like the New York Times or something like that. And, um, you know, so it had, it had been, it had been put in some very, um, uh, noteworthy, um, news sources. That's might be a good way to put it. And, um, so I knew that, you know, there had to be some kind of element to it that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a parody. And so I said, well, on a whim, I'm just going to send this to Jim and see what he thinks about it. And to tell him that, uh, you know, this thing is, has been also, um, uh, referenced on, on different, uh, uh, websites or different newspapers like the Times of London and stuff like that. So therefore, you know, there must be some kind of truth to it. And, um, it was just, it was mind boggling. It really was. I think what I was doing as I was doing a Gamatria thing on uh, Biden and I looked up one of the terms and that's what, when it came up, um, it was something like, um, Biden uh, CERN or something like that. And I typed that into a search engine and that came up and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, if I get nothing else out of this whole Gamatria thing, I got this thing. <laughs> and, you uh, know, I mean, that, that gives, uh, I mean, I don't know what he's thinking of because that just gives total credibility to what CERN uh, is poking around and doing because if he thought he had uh, a Mandela effect thing going on here with, with, uh, you know, his memory, the first thing he does is hop on a plane and goes to CERN, Switzerland to find out, hey, you guys, you're messing with my head, man. Quit doing yeah. that. What do you what do you Exactly. Jim, you there? Jim. I'm yeah, okay, you're, you're I'm there. Here. OK, you kind of cut out for a minute. It was weird. It was like you were trying to call back in. Oh, OK, I think we're I think we're being listened to. Um, but, uh, folks, oh, you, you, you wouldn't believe how we're, how we're listened to on this show. Uh, a very insignificant little, uh, show, kind of like the, uh, uh, a pimple that you would find on the, uh, armpit of an elephant, you know, in, in the way of, of, of being famous, you know, um, but, uh, some, sometimes just weird things happen and, and, uh, sometimes some of the stuff that we say is, well, you know what I, I mean. I know. I just it's, but sometimes we, we, we may not be coast to coast, but I, you know, I think we're big, bigger than a pimple. Right, but well, obviously, obviously, CDC thinks so. They listen in on our broadcast because yeah, they the rearrange C- their thing the very next day after we called them out on the carpet. Yeah. So, and yeah. Google must think so. They got a D-wave computer, and they sure have been screwing it ever since I lost my. Um, uh, YouTube channel. They've been messing with my search engines and all kinds of stuff. Nothing's working right. Even yeah. half the time, my phone isn't working right, and people don't get my messages. They don't get my emails. I don't get theirs. So yeah, there's some harassment going on. So I think, uh, um, you know, I may not be well known amongst the masses, but I'm well known to the people that are watching. <laughs> the people that seem to know what they're doing. The masses might not know us, but the asses do. <laughs> okay, yeah, that works. That sounds pretty much what it is. So, well, anyway, and and the thing is that you know that um, people learn to 
and on this show that we're going to talk about just about anything. We're not shy to talk about everything and consider everything. And the other thing, too, that I think that kind of keeps us maybe ahead sometimes is some people have to have everything got to, has got to be vetted out. It's got to be all vetted out. Well, no. Uh, when you have a successful conspiracy and it's going to be and it's going to trick the people for a while, it did, then you know what? <laughs> I mean, you're not going to get anything but rumors. Rumors are worthy to consider as long right. as they're put in proper perspective. This isn't a thus say of the Lord, but here's a rumor. Could this be possible? Um, something that obviously is going to be effective, working good or bad, is going to happen. So if it's something bad, I don't care what you say or what you do. Things are going to play out the way God determined them to play out because this is his plan. He is God of everything and nothing gets done except by him so once we really get that into our brain then our job is, actually is easier we don't have to worry about anything if we understand right. his love for us and provision for us we need to do is not blame him for everything but say lord how do i fit how does my life fit how does my how do i fit how does my calling fit how does the things that i see and the conflicts that i've had how does that fit into your plan so I can have your peace that passes all understanding? I need to, I'm the putty, I'm the clay, you're the hand, you're the, you're the potter. Please show me how it fits in. Mm -hmm. If we keep an attitude like that, plus if we're, most people just follow the crowd. Right. Most people are too busy. And so all they got, even though they know that, uh, that, that network news is fake news, they don't have time to listen to anything else. They don't make the effort to listen to anything else. So if they catch a little bit of news here, a little bit of news there, you know what? The news anymore is so full of crap, so full of lies, so full of just plain insane. I mean, insane on a level of insanity. I... I can't, I watch it because I have to, to be a watchman, effective watchman, to know what's going on, what the spins are on everything. But you know what? I can't stay on it too long. I'll watch a half hour program. I can't sit there and watch uh, CNN for an hour. No. Man, it's like, I've been. It's know, agony. Well, it's like drinking out of a toilet. You know, eventually it's going to start making you sick. Yeah, it makes exactly. You sick right I mean, it's like, um, I can't do it. I gotta pull. I gotta pull out of this crap. So I, I, I step into crap just to see what the spin is. So I know how to refute it with the word of God. But then I gotta pull out of it, man. I gotta pull out of it, and I gotta go listen to uh, some praise and worship music or something and get clean again. You know, I just feel like I've been dirty, and now I gotta go get clean. Um, you gotta balance out your walk that way, especially if you've been called to dig in the dirt to look for the gold. Um, boy, you better compensate your own soul being vexed by all the junk that you had to read and go through but it's getting so hard to trust anyone anything you see anything you hear um it's just who would have ever thought that something like the uh red cross it's noble beginnings it's it's the way it stood in all the wars and relief and everything. I mean, incredible. And then to have them be part of a channel to channel uh, fetuses from abortions in hospitals to quickly be removed so that the elite can use their body parts and their blood and whatnot. 
I mean, yeah. it's horrible. It's horrendous to think. But you ask anybody that's in a, a the medical facility, if they're honest, they go, "What? Ha- how long? How, how long does it take to um, find out where a fetus went? They're removed immediately because yeah. this is like gold, man. That's that's why the whole mill is there. It's it's an industry now, and it's a very profitable industry. And why and they you know, want to keep funding you know, it. Yeah. And you know, one thing I noticed too, and, and I'm going to go down to the DMV and get my license changed. I'm going to get really hardball with them as soon as this coronavirus thing enables me to go eye to eye, face to face and have contact. I told them the last time I do not want to be a donor, uh, an organ donor. Not that I don't want to donate my organs, but I know the scams that are running now. If it says that on your license and somebody needs something and they're rich enough, you know what? They're going to buy it. And if you're, if you're if still you're, alive, you're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could be somebody's donor. So uh, no thanks. And I told him, and you know what? I got my new license and it's still got donor. I've done this three times. I'm fed up now. I don't, I don't want this on here. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, well, our just, religion kind of, um, Kind of prohibits that, you know. We're supposed to go into the ground the way we came out of the womb, so we. Uh, I would never. Yeah, it's not even a. For me, it's not a religious thing. I would donate if I could or would, and I don't have any conflict with my faith on that. Right. Um, I just know that there's so so much corruption. Why do I want to make myself vulnerable for it? Um, you know, I'm not buying it. I'm, you know, you can't have my liver just because you want one, and I got the perfect match for you, and no one else does. Right. Um, right. I'm not sacrifice my my life for you. Um, well, you know, some people use the same thing for uh, for getting your you know your DNA tested to see what you are. You know, they've had your DNA for years. Um, anytime that you go in and get a blood test, uh, you know, in the, doc- the doctor's office or something like that, your blood is available to them. You know, um, and you can get a lot of DNA out of blood. You know, <laughs> all the DNA that you wanted to. So I um <clears throat> I had a laugh because one day years ago I was at H and R Block and and they asked me a question and I was kind of put off you know I and I said no I don't want them knowing that about me and then all of a sudden I heard the Lord talk to me and he says they already know everything about you already you know? <laughs> yeah pretty much and, and they well, do you know look at remember the X Files where they they went into the side of a mountain somewhere and they, they had like the records and DNA samples of every American there. Yeah. You know, and I have no doubt that something like that exists. Oh, I'm yeah. sure of it. No, it does. I mean, with the databases that a D Wave computer can compile and why, you know, and, and let's face it, it's fun. I never got one. I want to do one anyway, even though I know, you know, what they're doing with the stuff, but I'd like to take one of the DNA tests to see what my background, uh, heritages and everything um i i know some of it but that would be the final picture of it would be interesting we got to find out how much neanderthal you are yeah Yeah. well you know in keeping (laughs) with you and eric i guess so you know i mean both of you got (laughs) if you got a little bit and you're i mean we're all we're all danish we're all all danish yeah so you know yeah so most most europeans and asians all have um have that in it and there's uh, there's another group called the Denisovians or something like that. They were kind of a group like the um, like the Neanderthals, and the only people that really have that DNA are like in the south, um, the South Pacific, in the Polynesian Islands or something like that. 
So that's a really interesting thing to, to think about. But um, the Denisonians, uh, Denisovians, I believe it's called. Oh, yeah, De- uh, Dennis. I was just thinking, are they a menace? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they may be. I don't know. But uh, I found them to be a very peaceful people. Uh, but uh, I know that all the ites in the Bible, the, Dan- the uh, all these different ites seem to be always a, uh, you know. Not a good thing. Of course, and that was from a result of incest between, uh, um, yeah, well, okay, there was lot, Ham lots, and, lot, well, uh, yeah. well, the, the Amorites, the Amalekite, all these other ites. Amalekites, the, yeah. Yeah, they were all the result of, uh, Lot's two daughters having sex with him to continue on the line. It's like, yeah, it's not a line that God had in his plan. Again, right. Better find out God's plan first before you start doing your own plan. You know, that's not in his plan. Matter of fact, but you know, that's a disaster. Just, just to show how God can use that, though, Ruth was a Moabitess. And Ruth was in the line of David, and David was in the line of Jesus. So, um, so God's arm isn't too short to save, as he that's says. Right. That's right. And so if you got six figures, six digits, two, two, RH negative blood, don't worry, you're not a Nephilim. You know, you, if you're concerned about your salvation, that's a good thing. Cause if you were, you wouldn't care. Yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we're, but we're faced with so much stuff. It's overwhelming. I can't even imagine. Man, I mean, you know, I got saved when I was 23 and, yeah, I'm six. Um, what is today? Oh, two days. I'll be um, 69. So uh-huh. uh, most of my entire adult life, I have been a Christian. I can't even begin to imagine what it would be like facing what we're facing right now and not knowing Christ. Yeah, I've, I've often wondered, too, but I really don't want to uh, know that bad that I find out. You know, I just, well, no, I, I can, I can imagine where I would probably be. I would own a a missile silo somewhere out in the desert. I would have a billion zillion rounds of ammo. I'd have mini guns. I'd have, you name it, I'd be ready. I'd be the bunker down, uh, um, survivalist probably and, and not trusting anybody or anything. Thank God I'm, I'm not that guy. I got saved. I got intimate with God. I know him. I know his plan. And so as frustrated and, and, and angry sometimes I can get, I re, I default back to knowing God's plan, his provision for me all of my life. And then I can actually have not only the peace, but some of this stuff. I can sit back with a box of popcorn and watch the Looney Tune show, man. It's a cartoon. It's like, this is a bizarro, insane world. It's going to go away. It's not going to last. It's not going to be fun for a while, but you know what? Let's just, let's just know that, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's joy comes in the morning. You know, right. there is, there is a hope. There's going to be an eternity where this stuff, you know, God just snuffs it all out. He's you know, letting it implode in itself right now. But right. I mean, some people, I mean, there's some Christians that still think that the United Nations is a global humanitarian effort. Yeah. Are you crazy? <laughs> you know what? What's it going to take? Well, you know what? I know what it's going to take. Let's have them come over here to be peacekeepers in the time of turmoil and the civil war that's coming soon. And you're going to see how they treat Americans, especially conservatives and Christians. Yeah, oh, man, there's going to exactly. be atrocities. Yeah. And why is that? Just to wake you stupid chuckleheads up. Yeah. To make you realize, oh, this is not, that is the Antichrist system. Yeah, 
That's right. My God, when the Bible says that there are 10 kings that have no kingdom as of yet, but have the power of kings, and they give their power unto the beast. Mm -hmm. What? Well, uh, because they have one mind. That is a conspiracy. And then when you see the United Nations has the whole world carved out in 10 different sections. Uh -huh. Duh. What do you think? Well, you, Ten you also, people because you also they're going to be. Right. I, I know where you're going with that. Uh, yeah. You know, you're also going to have you also have Christians that think that um, that uh, we're going to take over all the uh, the main institutions of the world and make the world a better place so that we can give Jesus a nice world when he comes back. That's called the seven mountains theology. And a lot of uh, a lot of uh, charismatics are getting into that. You know, well, the seven the seven mountain thing makes sense. It's how the enemy has infiltrated and taken over us, so we undo it the same process in the same way. So when Trump has a chance to make America great again, this is the formula that he's going to use. Well, of course, it's only a transitory, short term thing that's exactly. going to last three and a half years. Glad you it's said not, that. you know, right? Because in the end, we are told in the Word of God. Except these days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. We're not presenting, here, Jesus, here's your spanking, shiny new um, kingdom on earth. That's not, no, that's not going to happen. Except these days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's uh, sake, I will shorten these days. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's, if it were possible, there's a deception coming out. If it were possible... Right. Even the elect would be deceived. Well, it's not possible, but the implication in the language in that verse is saying that, you know what, for a while, the elect is going to be deceived. A lot of them are. Too much right. of them. So much that God has to shake this world up. He has to literally, like David Wilkinson says, he's going to literally turn it upside down. And, you know, I wonder if Dave Wilkinson ever realized that that was more literal than what he realized, that this world is going to be turned upside down on an axis shift. Right. And right. a whole lot of shaking going on. So, I mean, there was a, a lot of truth in that. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, um, a couple yeah. of nights ago, uh, Jim, I did a I did a solo show, and it was about the Bigfoot sightings around here in Lynn County, Oregon. And um, and I, I I live in Bigfoot country. That's all I'm going to say. And um, yes, he is real. Whether he's tangible or not is a, is another story. But uh, and I've got a footprint, a uh, picture of a footprint from out in my driveway that proves to me that something was out there with a bare foot that was about 17 inches long. Um, the foot was. And uh, so anyway, um, and I, I just it's amazing how it first of all, a lot of times when these things appear, they smell like death. OK, where does death come from? Where do you think you're going to smell death in 80s? Right. Um, and they smell like sulfur. Where do you think you're going to smell sulfur? And they're always they're always associated with UFOs. It seems like now there is and now a, portal and now portals. They're saying that portals they use them to blink in and blink out. That's why they can disappear so quick. Yeah. Now and you know uh, they're always near mountainous areas where there's caves and stuff. Exactly. It's, it's kind of weird. Now yeah. a few years ago, um, there was a story about a woman. She lived out on a farm. And she wasn't a drinker. You know, right away you think about people out on farms. You know, oh, yeah, well, they were hitting the moonshine. Well, that's not always true. Um, but anyway, um, and so, the, you know, she goes outside. Her dogs are going nuts. She goes outside, and, and there's this Bigfoot creature standing out there with red glowing eyes. And uh, 
So she takes a shot at it, and it disappears. And it shows up about 20 feet to the left, takes another shot at it, disappears. Yeah. It's about 20 feet, 440 feet to the right, you know, 20 feet from where it originally was to the right. And it takes another shot at it, which tells me that this thing is interdimensional. This thing. I know, you know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like, it's not, it's not uh, a, yeah. a, you don't have to be a brain or a brain surgeon to figure this stuff out, you know, and, 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 and the same thing with a lot of other of these cryptids, the chupacabra. You know, how come we don't have a chupacabra body in a museum somewhere? Because they're interdimensional, um, you name it. You know. Uh, well, the look Greek- at the one. Look at the recent. Look at the recent ones that were conjured up, and I mean conjured because there's no history of these. You want to know about Bigfoot? Go to any American Indian people. Those are the people that are experts on them. They've had case histories and memories. You know, traditionals gone down as as long as they've been a, a, around in America. Right. So they they know all about Bigfoot, but and Nephilim but, uh, too. Yeah. Dogmen? Dogmen? Are you serious? Dogmen? They just popped up out of nowhere. And they're not like Bigfoot. Bigfoot basically, though, seems to be rather peaceful. You don't bother it, it won't bother you. But, Uh but, um, uh, dogmen? No. They'll rip you to eat. They'll, they'll make you disappear forever. Uh, they're just vicious. They're dangerous. There's no, you know, uh, and they just appeared out of almost like, uh, it was a myth. That manifested into reality. Yeah, which is what happens most and, of the time with those. And Michigan, yeah. Michigan seems to be ground zero for how that all began and started. Unfortunately, I haven't, I haven't had time to get up north much anymore. I used to go up all, a lot of times. I loved it up north, you know, out in the boonies, but I don't get any chance anymore. So I haven't been out for a long time. So I haven't had an opportunity to meet in the dogmen and I don't want to have the opportunity to really run into them. They're very dangerous, right. but they just popped up. It's, it's one of these end time phenomena that again was mentioned in the Bible that we're going to see these kind of, you know, manifestations of, of the powers of darkness um, regularly. So, what better way, you know, getting back to the the, bat, the gargoyle thing that was up on the Vatican. Um, okay, so it wasn't real, but you can't tell me that some kid in, in some uh, basement, a mom's basement or something, was doing this for giggles, at, you know, just on a computer. I mean, this stuff was sophisticated equipment. Right. that made this stuff uh and no kid is going to have that and nobody's going to do that just to be a joke so there's got to be an ulterior motive or reason well you know if they throw the fake stuff at you all the time then when it's real what are you going to think you're not going to see that it's real that's ah, right. been faked out and yeah i saw it on i saw it on snopes told me that it was <laughs> oh snopes. please God. There are people that still real, you know. Well, Snopes checked it out, so it must be true. Right. Well, who is Snopes? Follow the money trail. That'll teach. That I don't care. The money trail always gets to the bottom line on everything. Who uh-huh. funds what? And then when you find out the money trail, it's um, I should say Mom Pa Kettle, but I really like Mom Pa Kettle. They were right. that was a great. It was a good movie, and I I love them to to death. Um, so I won't say that, but it's a man and his wife that live in an apartment in New York, I think, or New Jersey, um, your old neighborhood. Let's and, just say uh, New York. <laughs> they are they are experts because they are being paid by the Democratic National Convention 
and that's who supplies them with their job. And right. they are fact checkers. So everybody thinks this is some official expert fact checkers. No, they're paid puppets for the New World Order. They're paid puppets for the Communist Party or the Democrat Democratic Party. Uh, same difference same anymore. Difference. Yeah. Um, my God, even some Democratic leaders now are saying, you know, they're starting to come out and they're going, they're horrified. They're going, Horowitz, Horowitz. Did you hear that about Horowitz? No, uh uh-uh. Oh, man, he was one of the big hippie liberal in the 60s, man, and a major guy. This guy is disgusted with the Democratic Party. He says, oh, my God, they're communists. Huh. They're not the Democratic Party that I was trying to promote. This is not anything. I, you know, he's like separating. So, again, wheat and tares. You right. know, there's tares. Uh, there's, there's people that have acted like a tear all their life, and all of a sudden they're actually a wheat because they're being horrified by what their own party and what their own agenda has been. He might have been a lefty, but he wasn't that far left. Uh, you know, and that's, I remember at a time, I'm being, you know, 69 years old. I remember a time when, when Democrat or, or Republican, at the end of the day, we all wanted the same country. We didn't right. want a, a different America. We wanted the same America. We just thought getting there in different ways of doing it. And that was the only difference. And at the end, we were all Americans who were all, you know, willing to tolerate each other. Because we wanted the same country. We don't want the same country anymore. Now they right. want, well, look what they want. My God, let them loose. They're going to, you know, they want to rename the governors warlords. They want to put up a wall right away. When when Trump wanted to put up a wall, he was a racist. But now they want to put up a wall. They're just being practical in keeping their place safe. Right. The hypocrisy is just insane. So, you know, man, we're, I mean... Without Jesus, you're just not going to make it at all. You're just not going to make it. And if you do, it's it's God's mercy or you just got dumb luck. <laughs> I don't know exactly. if that even really exists. But <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I sent yeah. you a link, and I know you watched it because you commented on it. But there was this doctor, and, uh, and uh, she was uh, talking about this uh, injection, this uh, vaccine that Bill Gates wants to give everybody. And uh, how and this thing is basically um, it alters your DNA. It, it goes into your body, it alters your DNA, and it turns you into GMO, basically <laughs> a genetically modified organism. And um, it it just um, it starts in your arm or wherever they're going to put the injection, um, and and it just starts spreading almost like a spider web through your body until it takes it takes over yeah. your whole body, basically, um, and um, it uh, the woman, you could see the empathy in her because she she started tearing up at the beginning, and she starts talking about this and about um, how she would never take it, and about all about it, how Gates is promoting it, and if Gates is promoting it, you know you got to question if it's okay or not, because he wants to he wants to kill a bunch of humans in order to make the world a better place to live, um, but. Um, at the end, she she just starts tearing up really bad, and she says, "Please, please don't take this, please, please refuse it." Now, I, I shared it on Facebook, and my sister doesn't share very many things that I share on Facebook, but this touched her, and she she called me the other night. She said, "You know, that was that was something else." She says, "I'm sharing that with other people because I, you know, I I listen to it and I believe it," and she said. Um, 
because she works for she works in a different state and she works for a state entity down there. And um, and she said, you know, she says, you and I working for state a state are going to be required to take that. And she goes, I know I'm not. And I says, well, you know, obviously I'm not. If there's a way around it, I'm just I'm going to try to find it. You know, whether it's for religious reasons or or whatever, I don't think that one's going to work anymore. But um, you know, if I if I have a an adversity to to taking it for one reason or another, I'm not going to I'm not going to take it. And if they desire, oh, oh. yeah, my friend Dale, my friend Dale reminded uh, you just reminded me that um, uh, Wednesday night and Saturday night there's going to be a webinar. Um, discussion by a lawyer who um worked with dale and got him off of it uh of mandatory inoculations and it's a kind of a think tank he's going to pass on information legal legalities and everything uh, all across the states on what you can and what you can't do and formulating a game plan to be able to pull through and fight this vaccine when it becomes oh good if it, it should ever be uh enforced or anything so you might want to um, if just get a hold of me on email a witness four one that's a w i t n e s s the letter four one at aol dot com yeah I know aol dot com some things I had them ever since I began so I still got them everybody laughs at that but you know anyways um, email me and I will gladly send you the link so you can be a part of that also um, a, a few videos one on the quantum physics thing a cartoon I can send you that and I have a 1978 uh, presentation that Bill Gates gave to the CIA. Oh, yeah. At I got that, that too. At that time, it was a training session on how to eliminate Judeo-Christianity from America by using right. the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's all there in a video. It's not manufactured it is real it is from that time period and it tells that bill gates had this all planned out as part of agenda 21 right from the beginning yeah fouché is also involved in this right from the beginning these guys are dirtier than filth pure filth itself um the head of the right fauci yeah Yeah. yeah um Sorry, yeah. Um, well, you turned him and, into a Frenchman. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, so, and even the the head of the CDC, which uh, eventually he'll be called for war crimes against humanity. Um, to trust anything that these men would say. Now, you wonder who are who are the. Um, Nephilim walking in our midst. Who are the um, the the Gibor of the Nephilim? We want to get technical. Who are the fallen angels that are in our midst, looking like us, acting like us? Probably those men are some of Soros. Is I'm sure Soros is. I mean, oh, he yeah, just looks definitely. Soros has got to be the twin brother of uh, uh, in Star Wars. Who's the the? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> yeah. No, not Jabba the Hutt. The um, the head, the guy that was even playing uh, Luke's uh, or Anakin oh, Skywalker. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking My about. My God, they look like they could be identical twins. They look the same. It's yeah. Just, so, anyways, these are the people, and you know where you would find a, a lot of them too, as unknown names that are the head theologians within the church. Yeah. 
I, you know, I just got to believe, Dave, why is it if the Old Testament was written by Hebrews and Hebrews wrote in a specific style called Pardis, Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think that should be something that everybody in the West should know about? Well, it should be taught at every seminary, that's it for sure. Taught at every Bible college and seminary, it should. Yeah. Well, there's two things that aren't taught. Pardis is one of them. And the one thing, the most powerful thing against the enemy, is not taught in any Bible college on this planet. There's got to be a reason why. Why? Because your top people in the denominations or whatever are probably not human beings. They've infiltrated the most powerful thing that could reveal them for who they are and what they are and how to fight them, and it would yeah. be within the churches. So why is it that deliverance, delivering people from the clutches of demons, of demon I don't even like to use the word demon possession, demon trespassing. They can't possess you, but they can sure try to run, drive, drive your car by trespassing you, your body and taking and coming inside. There is not one Bible college in this nation that teaches anything about deliverance. Right. And teaches about everything else, all the other gifts and some of them, Pentecostal ones anyway. But nobody teaches on deliverance. Why is that? I, I don't have an answer to that. Why? That's my question. Why is that? How, how did that exist? How is this that the most, one of the most powerful gifts to deliver people from the enemy, to kick demons out of somebody? And we have no way of knowing. Every one of us, myself, this is a big part of my ministry. You, you, everybody associates me with um, UFOs and aliens, but long before UFOs and aliens, I have over 40 years of working in deliverance. It was a hard road until I found out that the inner healing part is essential to making the deliverance process very sweet, very short, very easy. As a matter of fact, the way I do it, I have the people deliver the things out themselves. I show them how and guide them so that I'm not doing it. They are doing it themselves. They're exercising the power that they have. God's no respecter of people. You don't need me to do it. I will show you how you can find out the lies that the enemy has put in you, that he's standing on the grounds. Once we find that out, you come against it. You quote scripture against it. You kick them things out yourself. You have the power. You are the sons of God just as much as I am. So in doing all that, it's been a long, hard road. I had to fledge around. Um, I would say that I don't theologically agree with everything about Derek Prince, but Derek Prince, thank God for that man and his ministry. Um, he has been like a pioneer for many of us to get at least some clarity on the process because there's all, <laughs> nobody has anything on it. You just have to, now, and believe it or not, where I got the inner healing part was from the charismatic Catholic renewal. Mm-hmm. They had something that was preserved from a faithful remnant going all the way back to the fourth century um, uh, Christianity that, you know, not everything was evil. I mean, or, or bad within the Catholic church. They do have some remnant stock practices that were practiced all the way from probably the disciples on on all the way down through and some of that was preserved and I got a chance to learn from them on the inner healing which is essential for deliverance and 
it makes the whole process a lot easier. I used to question the Lord why, you know, we get into these pleading the blood of Jesus and, and, uh, going for four hours on a tug of war battle. I don't do that anymore. Deliverances I have are just in and out like that. It's gone. The thing that might take some time is the counseling, the prayer, uh, the inner healing. Once that happens, when the actual extraction takes place, it's just quick. There's no battles. There's no wars. But it took a long time. It took probably 25 years of my 45 years in ministry to finally understand it, to get it honed and tuned into a, a good, decent practice. Nobody teaches this anywhere. No institution teaches it. My question is why? Why? Because the enemy is in control at the highest levels of the church. My God, when we can have new Bible uh, versions come out and you see the panel of experts that put it together, yeah. my Bible tells me that these words are, are inspired or given to holy men of God as they speak unto the Lord. These people, some of them are members of secret societies. Some of them are atheists. Some of them are, are agnostic at best. Yeah. And they're going to tell, they're going to interpret the word of God for me. Are you right. nuts? You haven't got anything to say to me. I don't care how smart you are. You've got no anointing. You've got no Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I'm kind of a pretty smart guy. But my smartness doesn't mean squat in the kingdom of heaven unless I put it at the feet of Jesus. If I don't have his anointing, my intellect doesn't mean nothing. And it can right. be your own worst enemy. And so these people, they can, they, they're highly educated. And boy, they can, you know, they can speak the, the talk and the theology and everything. But if you don't know the mind of Christ because you're not born again or because you're not filled with the spirit, because you're not obedient and walking in holiness. Right. It, it, well, you'll find out. You're, you're about to find out when this world goes through a reset, when the when the, the stuff really hits the fan, you'll see who stands and you'll see who falls. You'll see who's in a FEMA camp dead. You'll see who the, who are outside, maybe uh, working twice as hard for half the money, but they're alive. You know, there is survival outside of taking the mark. Right. You might find yourself in a situation where you can't, if you don't have a vaccine, it'll be equivalent to like taking a mark or whatever. If you don't have it, you can't work. You can't do this. You can't. You know what? God is my provider. He's in control of my life. He's got a plan and I can thrive. In the worst of times, because I have the promises of God, I am yeah. his child. And there is you know, there a time and this time there's a manifestation of the sons of God. This this is actually literally something very supernatural that happens that God's Holy Spirit puts in us. He puts us a resolve, a confidence, a power to be able to overrule. I mean, you literally like Neo. Neo, when he found out he was in a matrix and he had the power to overrule the matrix mm-hmm. this is what we have as the manifestation of sons of god god wants to give us all of his power he wants to give us all authority over everything including the new ages say well i get you know i i get my information for the universe told me this the universe told me that my gosh i'm seeing this in movies now i'm seeing it everywhere the universe says well you know it's just the universe's way of telling you what to what what the, oh so <laughs> the universe is telling you what to do uh-huh. <laughs> hey, I got good news, man. I'm a child of God. You know what? I get to tell the universe what it can do and what it can't do. Yeah. Why well, I'm hit the universe just the middleman. I know the processor. The processor is my Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. He's the boss. He made everything. He made the universe. He wrote the program. That's, That's all right. it is, is a stupid. So you're gonna take orders from a program? 
I am going to tell the program what it can and cannot do because my Bible and my Lord says that that's the power he gave me as I'm yeah. one of his kids. He gave us so, a keyboard. <laughs> and think of it in this way, guys. If you're new to the, you know, to the broadcast, we're telling you the simple truth right here. It's not rocket science. You don't have to learn all kinds of systems and formulas and procedures and special prayers and special. Just know him. Know his love. Know yeah. his plan. You know, Amos 3, 7. I will quote this until everybody's going to finally look it up and they'll know it. Maybe even quote it because I'm quoting it all the time. But God gave us a promise. Now, I don't actually this is one of the times I like the nearly infallible version, the NIV, better than than uh, the King James. The King James says that he will God says he will not allow anything to happen until he tells his secret to the prophets. OK, secret. Well, what's that? What's your secret? Well, it's better clarified. Actually, in the NIV, it says that um, God will not allow anything to happen until he tells his prophets, no, his servants, the prophets, his plan. God has a plan. He's going to let the prophets know. But, you know, here's something in that that's kind of special. He says he will tell his servants, the prophets. Now, if he would have just said the prophets, that isn't telling us a complete picture. He said, I'm going to tell my servants, the prophets. My servants means something very special about these men. They're, and this is where you get discernment. Because, man, there's all kinds of people that say they're prophets. Hey, there's, you know, you can go on the Internet right now and look for two witnesses. There's only two, right? Well, I can tell you 25 dozen of pairs of them already. Yeah, are, yeah. Yapping and telling you, I'm, you know, this and that and that. The thing is, there's humility. They're not going to say anything until their life speaks for themselves and they don't have to say anything. So whoever it is is going to be humble. He's going to be a faithful servant. He's going to point everything to Jesus, not to themselves. He's going to be having a life. I mean, I'm talking about a servant, my servants, the prophets. To be a prophet and be a servant of God means that these people, their lives tell everything. They have a consistency of pointing people to Jesus, not to themselves. They have a consistency of good fruit, pointing people to Jesus, people having changed lives. David Wilkinson, the founder of Teen Challenge, now called Life Challenge. My God, the impact that man has made on life. Um, you know, this is a whole, I don't want to get on a bunny trail, but Billy Graham. Billy Graham was a person that could even talk to Obama and witness to him. Mm-hmm. He's been a person that's been to be able to go into special places. Oh, my gosh, yes, he was a high mason. Yeah, well, so was every Southern Baptist. It's part of a good old buddy system. It's it's more show and, and not anything go. But for people to say he's burning in hell now, there are people, Christians, yeah, well. that rallied around saying, oh, my God, look at his two kids. Those, mm-hmm. The fruit of those two, man, uh, just humble servants of God. And if you can't see past that, I don't, you know. Well, uh, the, the proof is in the pudding, too. Billy Graham led, led hundreds of thousands of people to faith in Jesus. And the people that are out there criticizing him, uh, how many have they led? Probably none. Well, with the sourpuss you know. have lack of respect. You know, the thing is we have love and respect for our brothers and sisters in Christ. We may not agree with them theologically or doctrinally, but that's got nothing to do with it. If we're if we're able to work together for the Great Commission, we want this bozo world to go away. 
Do we want are you uh, everybody listening to the audience right now and when it's once it's archived? Do you want this Fruit Loop place to go away because it's getting so darn crazy? Then you know what to do. Don't go out and protest and demand, you know, that you don't have to wear a, a mask or anything. You don't have to do that. Jesus, you know, you don't go out and protest that slavery is unfair and it's not cool. That Jesus didn't tell everybody, the slaves, to do that. He said, glorify God so that in them they will see me and they will give glory to God. Be the Jesus that no one else has ever seen before. And then if you have to use words, talk. That was a quote from one of the first uh, uh St. Francis of Assisi. Somebody, you know, said that was all wrong and everything. No, it's not wrong. There's a point there. Be walk the walk, say the talk. But too too many times in evangelism or evangelicals, we want to talk the talk, but we're not even walking what we're talking. We just right. have a a plan and agenda that the five four spiritual laws in, in making it impersonal. Show them that you really care about them, that you're really interested in them. Um, especially if your family, show them that you love them. You can tell them a million times, you know, that the end times and this is that. Don't, you know, you said it enough times, don't say anything. Now start being the person right. that you see. Love your wife, love your relatives that are mocking and laughing at you. Just love them. Just to let them know that you care. And that's the only reason you brought anything up. Start showing them in other ways, doing things for them, helping them out. Spending time with them, even though they make fun of you or whatever, doing the things that you have common grounds with. This is loving them into the kingdom. This is winning them by your actions and not your words. And this is what these people, my servants, the prophets, their lives are filled with that. And even, you know, people like the one thing that I like about Dr. Mike Heiser, he will go out of his way to find the one that's fledgling out of a 100 and spend time with that person. Now, people on his level usually are too busy to do that, but he always does that. It's what I liked about Dave Flynn, the same thing, um, and Mark Flynn. They're, they're both that way. I mean, as busy as they are, they take time. It's what I like about um, L.A. Marzulli. He will actually go. If God tells him to go to a, a place and speak to five people, if God told him to do it, he'll do it. Right. Even though he'll take a, he'll, he'll take a financial hit, but he is wanting to be a faithful servant. And that's what you look for in these people. When they have a life that has been touching so many other lives by unselfish service to the Lord. Mm-hmm. When these people say something, you better listen. Even though one of them, now the three that I use as examples are always Mark Taylor, Kim Clement, uh, Kim Clement, <laughs> uh, dyslexic anybody, Kim Clement, and um, David Wilkerson. They're three very high-profile people. Now, Kim Clement, I think, towards the end, got too used to being right all the time and maybe got a little cocky, but still his heart was in a good way. And he was very accurate, very particular and very accurate. People will say, oh, no, he wasn't. He said this and did. And then I, I asked him, okay, well, um, when was the last time you were ever used in a prophetic utterance? Silence. Do you right. speak in tongues? Right. Silence. You don't believe that the gifts are here for today, do you? Silence. Mm-hmm. You know what? What gives you the right to give any kind of discernment to a man that you have never even received these gifts? You don't even believe they exist today. How can you actually know any? You're outside trying to look in. Dude, you right. you got you just go back to the back of the the bus and and just sit down and, and shut up and maybe learn something. 
because you got a lot to catch up with. Right. The one time you get away with a limited edition gospel, we're living at the end of the end times. This limited edition gospel ain't going to get you nowhere except dead, and maybe others dead too. Um, didn't work out for Simon, ain't going to work out for you. Well, you Jesus, know, there's... all I know, but who are you when you get the snot beat out of you? There, there are a lot of examples out there. Um, you know, a lot of people knock the Catholic Church. Now, I'm the, not the biggest fan of the Roman Catholic Church by far. But you know what? Every time you see a group of people outside an abortion clinic protesting, they're all Catholic. You know, none of them are Protestant. None of them are, are Pentecostals. As far as I know, I haven't run into any of them because I stop and talk with these people sometimes. And... Um, so, you know, you can knock the Catholics all you want, but, you know, until I see Protestants getting out there and, and holding sides in front of abortion clinics and trying to get uh, desperate women to go to, to counseling centers so they don't give up their, so they don't abort their babies, but they uh, either adopt them out or, or keep them or something of that matter, then, uh, then I'll have more respect. Um, the other day um, on Facebook, there was a couple of Mormon kids, of all things, and they got onto the community thing. And they said, hey, we're willing to do yard work for people. We're willing to, um, you know, haul away stuff. There's, uh, we can tend gardens and mow lawns and everything else. Now, granted, you know, that's part of their, their mission and that's part of how they rope people into the, into the Mormon church. And I addressed that with them and I said, and I, cause they said, and maybe have a little, um, distancing conversation. And I said, you know, does your distancing conversation have to do with, uh, your God that lives on Col Kalub and, 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 this and, this. <laughs> and I, and I said, listen, I said, listen, you guys have, have good intentions in your heart and you care for people. And I realized that I said, I just wish that if you were, if you're going out to evangelize people, let them know you, you're doing that, you know, and he wrote back and he says, I'm really sorry if we offended you. And I, I'm going to write him back. I haven't yet. I'm going to say, no, you didn't offend me. I just want you to be clear with people about what your intentions are. That's but, real. Yeah. But still, they're, they're offering to go out and do that. And I don't see, I don't see anything in any churches around here. I haven't seen it in years. I used to be involved in a ministry that went, you know, I'd, I'd take stuff to the dump for people. I'd, I'd mow lawns, I'd fix fences and stuff like that. Wasn't involved in it very long because the church wasn't really into it. It was just something to make the church look good. And I ended up, you know, taking it into shorts, so to speak. But, um, you know, you don't see anything. You don't see a, a Christian church saying, hey, you know, we'll, um, we know, we know that there are a lot of elderly shut-ins. So we'll come and do your lawns. You know, you don't even have to come outside. You know, we'll, we'll cut your lawns, we'll, we'll edge your, edge your sidewalks and stuff like that. You don't see that. And how do you expect to, to bring people to, a, to a knowledge of what Christianity is like? Well, you know, Christians can't even get along with themselves a lot of times, you know, and, and if you can't get along with yourselves, you're certainly not going to go out and try to help others do things. No. You know, and you know, I got to admit, I'm a little guilty of that myself. Now, every once in a while, I'll go next door because the, I live next to a store and they have a backyard and, you know, they have a lot of grass back there. And, and if I feel good, I go back there and I, you know, on my riding lawnmower and I just mow the lawn for them. You know, I don't want anything for it. I really don't care. It just makes the neighborhood look better. It makes them happy in the whole nine yards. And but, you know, this random acts of kindness are 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 more than enough to, to let people know that, hey, you know, there's there's some strength behind the words that are coming out of your mouth. You know, and what does the Bible say? Do Be doers of the word, not hearers only. 
you know. And what is the word to to love your neighbor? Well, who's your neighbor? Well, everybody's your neighbor. Yeah. You know, um, it's just it's just uh, it's sickening. It really is that, you know, we we they they must think that by by osmosis people are going to come to faith in Jesus. You know, like like there's an ooze that comes out of us, and they're going to get some of that on them, and they're going to come to faith in the Lord because you know, because they got the blob on them, you know, and uh, the mojo, yeah, the mojo, <laughs> and, and and it's like no, it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry, nope. it never has, and it never will. You you got to get out there and do stuff. You gotta you gotta put some. Uh, what is it? The proof is in the pudding. You know. Um, if, if you are letting yourself know the mind of Christ, you're going to be changed in order for you to want to do anything with any kind of understanding of fitting into God's plans because you've heard from God. You're motivated by him and you love to do it then. You're doing right. it joyfully because you're fitting into his plan. You're doing it on your own effort and your own power. You might do some effective good work, but it's it's not giving you the peace that you need in just to co- of conforming to his plan. Right. Um, and that's, you know, that's what it takes is a complete surrender to the Lord. Um, you know, there's, there's ways, I mean, people, I can usually detect when somebody is trying to, um, catch me on words. Right. And, uh, and so I'm not afraid to ask them, now, some people are, well, I don't want to look like I'm dumb if I ask questions. I want to know exactly what they mean, why they mean, and how they mean. So their definition is probably different than mine. I want them to define it so they can't hook me. What did you mean by that? Right. What's your definition of that? What do you, what, you know, it, I'm not making myself look stupid. I'm not setting myself up to be slammed later on. Right. I want to know in total clarity what you are asking or what you want from me so that I know what kind of answer to give you. And, especially when I'm not going to give you the answer you want me to, and I'm going to make you think that I did because uh-huh. I can know, I know how to do that. Right. I know how to, uh, you know, so um, my survival, if I don't, if I can't work or get anything, unless I have my vaccine, I'm not worried about that in a bit. God's already trained me and shown me how I can survive. It's by humility. I may have to, you know, you don't think there's going to be people taking advantage of, the, of people that are refusing. They're going to know, hey, this is cheap labor, man. Some of these people are pretty smart. They're pretty strong. They can contribute a lot to my labor force, and I don't have to pay them hardly anything. And they'll be happy just to have a meal. And you know what? You're right. So if you're going to sit there and, and wanting entitlements, I that's not fair. This is, you know, wham, wham, wham. You know what? Right, right into the FEMA camp then with you. You know, that kind of attitude isn't going to get you anywhere. But if you're just going to say, thank you, Lord, for the open door that I can have a meal for my family this day, even though I got to work 12 hours and I'm making, what, $2.50 an hour is what it comes to. But you know what? I got provisions for the day. Thank you, Lord. That's the kind of humility or a suffering servant, if you want to say. So you're appreciating and you're surviving. And when all hell's breaking loose and everybody else is getting their DNA switched around and screwed up and you don't have to because you've had to work twice as hard for it, rejoice. This is Pinocchio world. This ain't world isn't even real. It's not going to last. It's going to be a vapor, as Paul uh, Peter says. Uh, you know, it's here today and gone tomorrow, but you're going to last forever, hopefully right. in heaven, where it's going to, you know, your rewards are really out of this world. Uh, so I've been <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, 
But yeah, I mean, so that's where we we have to know God's plan. We have to know him intimately. And we have to know that he has a, a hope for our future, that there's always going to be sunlight at the end of all this dark tunnel stuff. Right now, you know, and, and sometimes, man, if I haven't learned anything else in 2020, um, things can change on a dime. It can change from day to day. There's so many different things. I saw one way and it was another way. Does that make me a false prophet? No, not at all. Because the way I worded everything is that let's see, you know, we'll have to wait and see. You keep loose ended on all of this stuff. Uh, there is no absolute. We know uh, these are the events that are going to happen. It's future. It hasn't happened yet. You don't know squat. You think you do, but you don't keep loose ended because things can change and you're going to have to adjust and be willing to adjust to the changes in knowing God's plan. Right. And, you know, I, I really thought. You know, yeah, this is something that, you know, we should probably talk about, too, is that, you know, I really thought that um, some of the visions I saw, uh, geez, some of that 40, almost 40 years ago, um, I saw Russian troops in our land. I saw United Nations peacekeeping forces that had no such thing in 1978 when I had this dream. That didn't even exist. So it didn't make sense at the time. What are these blue-hatted people with military weapons and and all different colors from all different countries speaking all different? You know, um, they were UN peacekeeping forces. They were on our soil, and they were not being very nice to Americans. Um, I thought this was way, way down at the end of the tribulation time or something when that's going to happen. Now I'm looking at it with the possibility, oh, my gosh, this is a catalyst for everything else good to happen. Because right, right now we are so un- disunified with some Christians thinking Trump is the Antichrist. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, man, since I've been posting more and more pro-Trump stuff on my Facebook page, I have lost 135 people in the last month. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and I, got, I had like 34, 3,500, almost 3,500 people. I've got 3,205 people right now. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what I say? Big whoop. I don't care. Fairweather friends, you weren't my friends anyway. Most of you were probably trolls and realized you couldn't survive very long in my my, uh, little kingdom because I smell you out and I rat you out and I throw you away as soon as I can. Oh, first time I – a lot of times I'll try to witness to you and actually appeal to you. But uh, uh, most of the time when I find out you're trolling, you're gone. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, got no time for um, you promoting your sick, ill-willed stuff. And uh, so, you know, it, we are so divided. God wants to get us all on the same page. So sometimes the only way we get motivated to get on the same page is we go through uh, some rough times. I find it so funny, you know, that people come to me, well, what's what's with this uh, – uh, People that call themselves watchmen or prophets. I mean, you know, there's a bunch of them that say we're going to have these all these great, wonderful times and a great revival and outpouring. There's others that are saying it's all full of doom and gloom and these these things are going to happen. Uh, so who's right? And I say both of them. Yeah. Exactly. What do you mean both of them? Because we are sheep. We're dumb. Mm-hmm. We'll walk right off a cliff if we don't have a faithful shepherd there with a hook to grab us and keep us from from uh, being so stupid. I said, and we're also stubborn. 
we don't do what we're supposed to do because we think we know better than God. And so we insist on, um, we got our, we got our plans. We got it all figured out. We were taught this way and by golly, that's the way it is. So that stuff's got to be shaken out of us in order to get us on, on the same page. And sometimes we, um, want to be a jackass and we're going to get a jackass's reward. We're going to have to learn the hard way. And so sometimes if you really don't believe that the UN are bad people, then okay, we'll have them come in and take care of you and you will find out how bad they are. Yeah. And now we'll exactly. be on the same stupid page. And once we all come together and we're not going to argue about how we baptize the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost in Jesus name, that's the way we do it. And then we cover all bases. Then, yeah. um, once they always say, if you can lose it, this and bam, bam, back and forth with a Calvinist, Arminius and everything. Um, I'm a Calmania, so I get along with everybody and um, I don't promote one way or the other because both of them have elements of truth. Both of them have elements of falseness. And so I don't promote either one. I promote Jesus. I promote unity. If we want this bozo world to go away, then let's preach the gospel in all the world. And then the end comes. That's I'm quoting Jesus now. He said, and when this gospel is preached into all the world as a testimony, then the end shall come. <laughs> well, yeah. let's speed it up, man. Let's just get everybody saved. It's going to be saved. And God knows who is and who isn't already ahead of time. So I don't care whether you're Calvinist or Arminius. God already knows because it's already been done. He's outside of time. So let's just, you know, do the opposite of the shirts. It says kill them all and let God sort them out. Pray for them all and let God sort them out. So you let's know. just work together so that we can be part of the end time harvest. Everything else can take care of itself. Well, when you look at that doom and gloom and peace and prosperity thing, yeah, both of them could be true because uh, look at cause and effect. You okay. can't have one without the other. Well, yeah, yeah you have you have 50% of the people that, that want peace and prosperity through, through Jesus, and you got the other 50% can't stand Jesus or Christians. So the Christians get 50, you know, they get 5 or 10 or 20 years of peace and prosperity. The other ones are seething at the, at the, at the mouth, foaming at the mouth for, for 20 years. Finally, a time comes for them to have their time in the sun. And they start uh, they start to do them a gloom time for the Christians. You know, it's 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 been that way all throughout history. And if you can just look at history and see it, you're going to see that, you know, that uh, that there are good times, but usually they're followed by or preceded by bad times. Um, look at church history, for goodness sakes. You know, you'd have a you'd have two or three evil uh, emperors, Roman emperors. Then you get one or two good benevolent emperors. And everybody get used to it. And then all of a sudden, you'd have two or three evil ones come back in. Or the popes. You know, you'd have one good pope come in. Then you'd have two bad ones come in. Then you'd have another one. Then you'd have three bad ones come in. You know, it's just, that's just the cycle of everything. You know, that's what happens in this. Yeah, when, when did revival ever take place during the bad ones, like Nero? Yeah, exactly. When the yeah. bad ones are around, that's when, when the real faithful remnant arose they stood their ground they were a testimony loved not their lives even unto death um and everybody paid attention they go wow yeah how can well, this family raise their hands and praise and worship god when they're getting fed to the lions or when they're a, being used for torches at night for the, right. the Colosseums. there's there's an illustration and i man i gotta find this it's in one of the anti-niacine fathers a meaning b before the niacine creed uh was ever written but um, the guy was talking about um, there was a, uh, a series of uh, 
malevolent emperors that were persecuting Christians. And when I say persecuting Christians, you got to realize that these people didn't go out and seek Christians. What they did was Christians were basically tolerated. But if your neighbor didn't like you, your neighbor could turn you in and then you were a heretic and then you were questioned and you were asked to renounce. But for the most part, if your neighbor left you alone, then you were you could live in relative peace. But um, anyway, so you'd have a bad emperor come in or two. Then all of a sudden you'd have a guy that would come in and say, "Okay, well, you know, you guys be feel free to be Christians, wear your symbols, wear your crosses and everything. Well, anyway. Um, this guy talks, tells a story about, um, you know, they had two or three bad ones and a good one came in. He says, listen, you're free to be Christians, uh, post your symbols everywhere. It's okay. So everybody started wearing crosses and they have, I think they had another good, uh, benevolent, uh, emperor. And then all of a sudden this emperor comes up and he says, listen, you know, if you're a Christian, you're an enemy of the state. Um, it's a, it's a false religion and anybody caught wearing crosses, is going to be is going to be burned at the stake or killed. I can't remember exactly how it went. And he said it wasn't the edict or no. He said it wasn't the screams and tortures of the Christians that were being persecuted and killed that bothered him. It was the sound of the crosses dropping to the ground when the people read the edict. You know because mm-hmm. and, and what do you see today? You know you see um, it's fashionable even in some um, some secular culture to wear crosses. You know, um, you saw actors back 10, 15 years ago. You know, everybody's wearing crosses and everything. Oh, well, that's gone away, of course, now. But, um, you know, it, it becomes a fad. It becomes a, uh, you know, something that everybody else is doing, so I'm going to do it. But then when the persecution starts, it's like, oh, not me. No, I'm getting rid of this right away. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to be part of this. I'm not going to get burned at the stake or or, uh, you know, go into the arena with the lions and stuff like that. And that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where it hits the road. And that's where you, you can tell who the true believers are and who the who the fake believers are, you know. And um, unfortunately, that's what it takes. Um, and it's it's a really sad state of affairs that that's what it takes a lot of times in order for, for um, the wheat to be um, discerned from the um, the tares or, right. the, or, the, or the sheep to be discerned from the wolves. And believe me, wolves are are totally different looking creatures. And if and if you've got wolves in your church and you can't discern them, then there's something wrong with your church and there's something wrong with your discerning machine. Um, I, I would question any Christian that can't discern uh, something wrong, uh, a wolf in, in their um, in their midst. I think a lot of people just put up with the wolves because they, they kind of hope, oh, well, God will take care of it. He'll he'll get the wolf out of here. You know, no, there there are times when God calls us to to action, you know, to call uh, the group of elders together and say, hey, you know, uh, this guy's done this. He's done this. He's done this. You know, there's 15 people over here that will attest to what I'm saying is true. And this is not the mark of a Christian, not the mark of a sheep. It's the mark of a wolf or a bad fruit. And, you know, we need to get rid of this bad fruit because bad fruit draws flies. You know, it draws death. It draws destruction. You know, and and so I think a lot of I think a lot of times we lay the burden on God when we're supposed to act ourselves in order to right. to, to 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 discern and to to get rid of the um, the bad shepherds. Eric brings it up all the time about the 501c3 churches. 
you know, about how we have the, the rich people that, that come into the church. And because they can get a tax break, they donate all this money. And because they donate all the money, they acquire power within the church. And because they have power, then they dictate to the pastor what the pastor is going to do. That's that's like the wolf coming in and telling the pastor how to how to uh, how to tend his flock. You well, it's know? completely yeah, it's completely backwards. You know, Back it's, backwards. It's like, yeah. Yep. Exactly. And uh, you know that's that's what God has to shake up and shake out so that we can be unified. I mean, the church has never been effective until there's unity. And right. unity is important. And why? Because God has scattered out like pieces of puzzles um, to all of his church globally. I'm talking about n- no buildings. I'm talking about the people that are the body of Christ living on the earth right now. So that yes. um, there's going to be uh, Jesus only and Trinitarians that have pieces. There's going to be Calvinists and Armenians that have pieces. But until they quit arguing and fighting over their trivia doctrine, and come together and respect and love each other, all their pieces will fit. The Arminius and the Calvinists will realize, oh, my gosh, you know what? You're talking about the soul. Hey, you're talking about the spirit. Oh, dement- the salvation's on three different levels, the body, the spirit. And the- oh, my gosh, John Calvin was right on this part, and Jacobus Arminius is right on that part. Right. Wow, instead of fighting, look at how we fit together. Mm-hmm. We get the whole picture. You get the whole picture, you're in unity, and guess what? Now you're focused just on one thing, getting people saved, preaching the gospel so that this whole darn bozo world can come to an end and we can get back home where we belong and be in a – but, you know, we get to see a taste of three and a half years. People ask me, so, Jim, what do you – you keep talking about this reset and how America is going to be great again and what – so what do you, what do you think it's going to be like? Can I tell them even, oh, you know, we're, we're going to go to regular time anyway, it looks like. Yeah. Trump has already alluded to certain things that are going to happen. When in context, he was talking about buses and the people, some of the poor uh, waiting hours on end, you know, with the pandemic, you know, when when it first hit and everything. And, and uh, they're out there exposed you know, to all of this and hours on end. And they were saying, well, you know, when I become now, he didn't say if or anything. He says, in my next four years, I'm going to release technology. You wouldn't believe it's amazing. It's just wonderful what we're going to have. I'm going to release this technology for for the people to be able to use. We're going to have transportation. You just won't believe the transportation we're going to have. Matter of fact, gasoline is going to be nothing. Gasoline and oil is going to be nothing but a lubricant. It's going to be a lubricant. That's all it's going to be. Why? Because he knows and has access to Tesla-based technology. And I'm not talking about the car company with Elon Musk. I'm talking about Nikola Tesla. Right. And, oh, and, the, you know, when you can use your enemy's own website on, their, uh, on, on John Trump, Oh, that was sweet. When I, I ran into this one, this is something, email me. I will send you the link, and you can read this one. Um, this is a liberal uh, sanctioned, I guess you might say, uh, website talking about John Trump, and they verify everything that other conservative sites have said about John Trump, his discoveries, his uh, genius as a theoretical physicist and electrician, he's got multiple degrees. He's 
This guy is uh, back in the 30s. He carved his way that the government realized he was the go-to guy for anything outside of the box, anything that was uh, um, really complicated. This is the man to go to. So that when Nikola Tesla died, um, the government gave John Trump every one of the notes, the patents, everything that Nikola Tesla ever writ, wrote down and recorded, going all the way back to the 1800s, they gave it to Dr. John Trump to examine. They were concerned. Is there anything here that we need to be concerned with in the ways of national security or anything that we need to know? Now, John Trump knew that they were going to try to weaponize some of this stuff. And he was familiar with the technology. He was familiar with some of the stuff that was uh, space, time, and dimensional travel abilities and didn't want – I mean, we have enough time, time goofing up our own time without extending out and reaching a hand to other places, time, space, and dimension. So he basically uh, lied to them and says, well, no. He, and, you know, after a couple of weeks or so, they got back with him and he says, well, what do you think? And he says, well, you know, there was a lot of mathematical formulas, some comments, but they were basically just gibberish. There wasn't really much anything there. So you don't have anything to worry about. OK, well, you want it, you what do you, you want me to send us back? We don't want it as junk. Keep it. I don't care. So John Trump got everything that Nikola Tesla ever wrote. And he read he read this interesting part that if you stood in between two Tesla coil towers, you could see past, present, and future all at one time. I can't even begin to wrap my mind around how that might be looking like. Yeah, he says it's like a looking glass. Mm -hmm. Oh, so a, a private company um, years later started a uh, a separate non military. Uh, experiment in what they call the looking glass coming from um, Alice in Wonderland's window, uh, looking glass. So anyways, long story short, they didn't refute any of this. Matter of fact, they even expounded on it more and showing all of the things that John Trump actually did do and actually right. was involved in and actually knew. Now, when they talk about the Baron von Trump, the, the 1898 um book called the magical adventures of baron von trump or something like that the underground said adventures that, yeah yeah underground yeah okay right and it happened to be an, an opening in russia and it just i mean what this book was written in 1898 mirrors exactly what's going on right now with donald trump and um baron trump his name is his name is his young son yeah, the son yeah mm -hmm. yeah okay so so they had their expert fact checker check it out snoops anybody that knows anything in, in a form snoops is you know funded by the democrats and it's just all liberal left wing spin that they put on everything so they well it you know it they just took out all of the stuff that was relevant that painted a picture this way but there was other stuff that they didn't yeah well because <laughs> I'm shaking my head. I'm going, this is incredible. This is precious. You're sitting there, your entire article agreeing with everything that this man was this genius and he was aware of this and this. But now you're going to try to debunk a book that was written in 1898 and how it actually is a clear vision of everything that's happening right now with uh, John Trump's favorite uncle, I mean, favorite nephew. nephew. Mm -hmm. Favorite nephew who uh, was a 
a purist as far as history, the importance of history. Uh, Churchill quoted those that fail to uh, learn from history are doomed to repeat it. That was his quote that he made during World War II. Or were, yeah, World War II. And uh, so he also was somebody that loved this country dearly, had built an empire on on just, you know, capitalist principles, not corporate fascism, but capitalist principles. Um, hey, when, they, when I first see he was running for prison, I thought, oh, boy, another corporate fascist. That's all we need for that. When I saw Mark Taylor's uh, story based on his book on the prophets, he was called just like I was called into the whole UFO alien deception. I could so relate to that. I was in tears by the end of the, the thing. I knew, I knew that I knew that this man was of God. He was uh, prophetically told uh i think 2011 long before trump was even had announced he was going to be president he was praying for something else and got all of this stuff about trump like what next you know why are you telling me this stuff but it was very clear it was very plain that that and also very scriptural before israel was taken and divided as a kingdom and taken into captivity by the first Babylonians and then um, the um, Median Persia. Uh, Medea, yeah, yeah, right. So before all of this happened, uh, especially the first time, God had given a reprieve and allowed a time of peace for about three and a half years. This was in the time of um, Hosea and Jeremiah and, and a few others. Anyways, there was a three and a half years of peace where all the prophets could go out and make one last appeal. There was a time of peace. It was a time of prosperity. But it was the last time of appeal before they were going to be taken into captivity and the nation torn apart. Um, this was going to happen. It was judgment. But this was God's reaching out and compelling them to come back to him before everything did go down. We are Mystery Babylon. The United States is Babylon. Um, we're going to be the inhabitation of dragons and serpents, as the Bible says. Uh, we're going to get nuked eventually in the end. I mean, through the millennial, this is going to be a, uh, a place of uninhabitable, primarily, most of it. But mm-hmm. before that, there's going to be a time where we're going to have peace and prosperity. That time is what we're going to see and what 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 trump has alluded to is he's releasing technology is going to be amazing he also people don't realize he is in total control of the federal reserve mm-hmm. he doesn't mind spending 30 trillion dollars to relieve the economy you know why <laughs> it's, it's virtual money that's never going to be paid. He's going to crash that stupid thing like it should have died long before it ever went. I mean, the first person to come against it was Abraham Lincoln. The second person that tried to seriously put a stop to it, uh, well, the person that initiated it was Woodrow Wilson. And then the next person that made it a reality nightmare was who's FBR. Yeah, taught it as as uh, the savior of World War II. FDR was the biggest traitor this country ever had, mm-hmm. um, and John Kennedy was the one to try to put an end to it. Um, you see what happened to Lincoln. You see what happened to Kennedy, and now what some people are going to try to happen with Trump. Except you can't keep a good man down. I mean, right. you can something might happen in a Tim LaHaye version kind of a thing, but he's the power of prayer. 
you know, like I said, you can't keep a good man down. He'll he'll be up and alive. He'll be made, able to have uh, three and a half years to make America great again. What's it going to be like? Man alive, let me tell you. He is going to crash that stupid uh, Federal Reserve. We're going to go back on a gold standard. We're going to have the elimination of the IRS and the illegal seizure of taxes because that was never supposed to have been. The first 200 years of our nation, we never had an income tax. When it was initiated in 1933, it was supposed to be voluntary. But you volunteer not to pay your taxes and you'll be in Leavenworth. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. There's going to be a standard, a constitutional standard that Congress, both the House and the Senate, is going to have to listen to. You go in and maybe you were a judge. You go in to service to serve the country for eight years. Then you're out. Mm-hmm. You're back out. You go back to where your prior job was. You do not get a pension paid for millions of dollars for the rest of your stupid life. You were public servant. You're there. Now you're done. Now you don't get anything. And while you're in there, you don't get anything more or less in the way of medical benefits or any other benefit than what the average person gets. Don't make anything higher because you're not allowed to. That's the way the Constitution is written. That is not what's practiced now. We're in an oligarchy. It's horrible what we have now. So you can imagine eliminating that, and that releases tons of money. When this country could run on its own without income tax, um, uh, we can go back to that, and that's what we can look forward to. So we can look forward to technology that you just would not believe. My gosh. Um, My Bible tells me that in the last days, if we're in the last of the last days, in Obadiah, it says that though you uh, mount up as a uh, like an eagle and make a nest amongst the stars, a nest amongst the stars in the Hebrew there literally means a you're making a colony. Mm-hmm. You're colonizing space. Right. So in the last of the last days, if we're in the last of the last days, that means somebody's already colonized space. Right. They're out there now. Where? Well, you know what? The secret space program. All of a sudden, we made shuttles, and then we quit making anything else. We never went further. We never went back to the moon after the Apollo 18. Wait a minute. There was only seven. No, well, there was Apollo 18. You can read about it someday. Um, there was a reason why, because it was a secret space program that continued on. And there's already colonies. I won't get into it tonight where or anything, but there's colonies. Um in the and this concerned me when I saw that recently Trump had enacted the um, United States Space Force, a real extension of the United States Air Force. Now we got a space force, and I and I saw the symbol because I got the shirt. I ordered it right from the the Space Force's site, and I got the symbol. I'm going, my God, that's the Star Trek symbol. Who would? Why would Trump do that? Mm-hmm. So I I I looked to see the history of this. Oh, it wasn't you. Too. Oh, oh God. Thank God. I, it wasn't you. It was Clinton. <laughs> Clinton created the United States Space Force. It was only on paper. It was a paper tiger, but it was Obama. No, no, Obama. Um, uh, Obama it, it was Obama all the way through. Uh, I mean, from Clinton all the way to Obama, everybody contributed and added more of, yes, someday we'll do this, maybe do that, maybe do this. But it was all a paper tiger. 
Trump got into office and he says, I'm going to put teeth on this. We're going to use this now. And so all of a sudden he makes a, I would say, a, a space shuttle craft on steroids. He made a craft. Now, the, the, the shuttle crafts that we have have occupants for three and then whatever payload. And the three is a pilot, co-pilot, and a navigator. The one that Trump built has a, uh, a pilot crew of pilot, co-pilot, navigator, but it also has another capacity for five to seven other people, plus whatever your payload is going to be. Now, being in my military background, being in, uh, you know, they call it rapid deployment service when I was in, but later they renamed it to Delta Force. So I'm kind of familiar with, even though I was in the rear and the gear, I didn't do all the Hollywood stuff. I was in the rear with the gear, but, but I had all the training as a Delta Force and a typical special ops, um, contingency would be five to seven people. And so he's got this thing with five to seven extra people. Yeah. Think maybe. He's going to colonies to make sure that some of these people are going to be held accountable back at Gitmo when the shakedown comes. Now, this sounds like sci-fi, and some people, if you're new here, you're going, this guy is really out of, yeah. Uh, okay, well, check it out. Do a little bit of research. You'll find out this isn't that crazy stuff. This is what's effectively been kept from all of us for so long. There is technology out there you wouldn't believe. We've been places that you wouldn't believe. Stargate, SG-1, um, Star Wars, um, Man in the High Castle. Man, this is more than just science fiction. This is somehow doling out realities because we're going to be, we're going to be set up. We're going to be set up for a coming cosmic crisis representing the, uh, intergalactic federation of, uh, um, planets with a little Star Trek symbol in the whole shot. I was so glad to see that Trump didn't come up with that symbol because there's an ulterior motive and a bad end to all of that part. It's got a good part right now, but it's going to be, the pendulum's going to swing the other way, and it's going to end up in a very bad way. Um, New Jerusalem descends from heaven to earth. It's a giant cube. That's the way it's described in the Bible. That's the way it's going to come. But 60 years of conditioning through Star Trek with the coming cosmic Christ. And we see a giant cube. What do you think of the when any Trekkies out there? What's the first thing you think of as a cube? Being assimilated into the Borg. We are the Borg. Yep. yep. Resistance is futile. So, you, by definition, the Borg is a part of a high conscious collective consciousness. You know what? I'd say that that having Christ in us, the Holy Spirit, is kind of a collective consciousness. It's mm -hmm. His mind and in all of us. Now we don't communicate with everybody. <laughs> it's I'm taking it a step further, but, but the basic structure would be similar to that. So people are going to see two different things for two different reasons. You're either a terror, uh, a wheat, uh, terror, I mean, a wheat sheep or a tear goat. Right. Tear goats are going to see a board cube coming. Wheat sheep are going to see the, the kingdom of God coming in the millennial beginning of the millennial reign. So it'll be interesting times that we're coming up to, but it's a matter of perception, but it's a matter of relationship. Our survival is knowing him, knowing his plan and being the Jesus that no one else has ever seen. If we can do that, uh, we can't do it in our own strength, man. It's going to take God to do that. I mean, you, God gave me a dream about praying, uh, praying for, uh, my governor, uh, uh, Whitmer. Whitmer. Ooh. 
Um, she's making it really tough right now. I'd rather lay knuckles on that woman and, and than lay hands on her. But I mean, I've got to do things God's way. I, I did sign a petition for her impeachment. She has taken this way beyond any kind of reasonable control. She's got bad information, but now she's even gone beyond that. Now she's just playing. Her life is unraveling. But, you know, sometimes when you pray for people that don't know the Lord and they're going to come to the Lord, their life has to unravel before it can get together. She's got to touch bottom. You know what, girl, you're falling to bottom. You think maybe you've got a possibility of being not just a vice president, but maybe president, because maybe you know that Biden is going down. He's never going to run for president. He's going to be probably held accountable for all the weirdness he's involved in. Well, we and know then, that Hillary's um, going to come in and take that. So that's, yeah. that's all there is to it. <laughs> She is. Yep. She's going to come in in a brokered uh, convention, and she's going to say, "Here I am. Send me." I don't. She, her, and her husband are going to be in Gitmo, man. I don't. I don't see that coming. Well, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I truly think that she's going to be held accountable. Um, those two are getting a death penalty. I'm pretty sure they will. Well, they better they, do it soon. There's, <laughs> there's got. Well, and that's supposed to be what happened. Oh, that's the other thing. Used to think that CERN. Absolutely, CERN had to break the electromagnetic grid in order to pull us outside of a linear existence. This is what they're headed towards, and this is what they wanted. But the weather forecasting this year has shown that there is no Earth axis shift this year. It's not happening. CERN always fires up September 23rd during an Earth axis axis shift. No physical axis shift happened this year. Maybe next year, but not this year. But Hmm. here's the thing. Um, I, I... found a video and they were explaining how the electromagnetic grid can be popped, so to speak, through, oh, I told you this earlier, but I bet you forgot it, didn't I? Didn't you? Because I'm forgetting it right now. I just, too much stuff floating in my head. I can't. Yeah, same here. So I I can't remember Um, anything anymore. This was through sound, resonance, and electromagnetism. Being right. induced outside of CERN could actually produce the same thing. So maybe this could happen. Now, this was a, a very good video. I've got it on my hard drive. So if you ask for it, anybody want to email me, I will be more than happy to give you that, the link to the other things that I had talked about. Um, I'm finishing up right now a video. It's very simple. It's only 35 minutes, but it shows all of the prophecies briefly on everyone who's prophesied about Detroit being the epicenter for the last greatest revival that this world will ever see that will reach the nation and then the whole world. So that means within Detroit right now is probably the only reason why we are not burning, looting, and destroying everything is because the cops love the people and the people love the cops in Detroit. Right. Uh, we got a, a Democratic mayor. We've got a... Um, a black police uh, chief. They hired him from Ohio, I think it was, for $250,000 a year. I was kind of, I'm going, oh, man, what the, $250,000? Are you kidding? You know what? That guy in one year proved himself to be one of the most honorable blessings this Detroit has ever had. Hmm. Black, white, he doesn't see color. He sat everybody down. He says, look, this corruption has gone far enough. You are here to protect and serve. If you do not protect and serve this community, you're fired. I'm not going to tolerate it. And he cleaned up the police department. He 
man. He he built good relations with the community. A mayor that lives in the city doesn't have just a fake address. I mean, this a white guy, white Democrat. He was voting. I mean, he was running against some long term um, civil rights icon figures who were dirty. And I think even the people knew that they were dirty. Right. Um, but this guy was clean and he was the real deal. And the black community saw that, saw through the race and voted for him. And these two combinations with another friend of mine, a pastor who has done nothing but preached the gospel uh, like Elijah or like John the Baptist, just hammering away, staying a small little ministry, but had worked for 40 some years with the same message, bringing black and, and white churches together, working together in the community in the Detroit area to bring about peace. And that's Pastor Steve Upshur of uh, Peacemakers. These three men really have made a major impact. And there's been others. It's not just Peacemakers, there's other churches. Um, Pastor Tim Tyler of uh, C3, on a, a bigger scale, money wise, has made some of these things more of a real possibility supporting and working with peacemakers also but there's a lot of small ministries um there's a couple of large black ch uh, churches one uh, greater grace i think is called uh these guys icons of really breaking down barriers social economic denominational uh, color mm -hmm. um just awesome and that's why we don't have everybody burning everything down the agitators to all of this have been white millennials from mainly not even in this country or from other places that don't even live in Detroit. And they're the agitators because they're a hardcore communist, an international communist organization that started back, I think, what, uh, against the Nazis and then all the way through history. But they've been a communist committed organization. Mm -hmm. Um they're the ones doing the agitation. Well, you know what? In Detroit, we're not buying it. We're just not buying it. Right. We've lived in peace. We've lived in harmony. We've lived. We've started to see hope, a city being back and being brought back to uh, vitality and industry coming back and work and jobs coming back. Oh, oh, and I got to tell you, the United States Space Force is looking for a place to have their national headquarters. And you know what they want more than any place else on the earth? And they're trying to work and negotiate Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. Detroit oh. Michigan. And where does my museum beyond science fiction happen to be? In? I mean, this is a God plan thing. I ask everybody to pre please pray that this happens. But I just sense in my spirit, it's meant to be. It's supposed to be in here in Detroit. It's where my museum is. This is the very crowd that has never seen the biblical presentation of space aliens and all this stuff. Man, they need to know what I know. They need to be here in this museum so they can see a biblical perspective that will fill in so many gaps of knowledge that right. has logic and, and hope behind it. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm excited. I, I think that's going to become a reality so a lot yeah. of neat, a lot of neat things are happening and so the thing is that that we're going to have three and a half years of fun if you've reaped to the spirit you're going to sow to the spirit and you're going to oh i mean if you've sown to the spirit you're going to reap you're going to reap a reward it's going to be like heaven on earth man you won't believe how wonderful it'll be god's showing all of the cosmos all of eternity everything 
if my people are in control and have the finances, look what they're going to do. They're going to give life. They're going to give hope. They're going to they're going to reconstruct a world of madness into something that I am pleased with. Right. But then the last half of the tribulation period. Now, all of a sudden, look what Satan's people does. Mm -hmm. They bring this to a lake of fire. They bring it to total destruction right. or almost to total destruction. If I hadn't shortened those days. So, again, God is showing how fair and just his judgments are of everything he does is motivated by love. Right. Uh, it's, that's what we got to know, guys. This is what we got to tap into if we're going to survive and thrive in these coming days. Some of the stuff none of us have ever seen with you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. I said just last week, you know, that I was thinking God told me that there was going to be a trigger this year that was going to set all the other events that he showed me into place. I'm thinking, OK, this is the new age rapture. I've been waiting for that. That's going to and it didn't happen. I go, what's the trigger? <laughs> Hello, McFly. The pandemic was the trigger that started everything. Life is not going to be the same ever again because of that stupid pandemic. Right now. And. You know what? They'll make it go on forever. This is our new. Uh, this is our new. Uh, what do they call it? A new what? New, new, new normal. No, it ain't no new normal. No, I'm working on several masks that I got. That's gonna. Oh, they're funny. Uh, I don't want to get into that now. It's pumpkin time. We gotta go. <laughs> yeah. I have a line of masks that that uh, actually it, it complies to the government standards, but at the same time it defies their stupidity right in their face right back Good and deal. i think that's the attitude that we gonna we're gonna have to take we're gonna have to call out the hypocrisy and the stupidity for what it is but we do it in a graceful and but yet a bold manner we can't be shy we can't be uh, timid anymore mm -hmm. we have to call out the the tear goats for what they are and who they are um and at the same time love and respect all your brothers and sisters in christ um it's just, it's a new way of thinking. It's a new way of, well, you know, that's why they said, that's why the Lord said that it, they sing a new song, a song that the earth's never heard before. They follow the lamb wherever he goes. And man, when the lamb started taking everybody to Genesis 6 and what really happened back then, what I call the Genesis 6 paradigm, uh, that took us to, all to some strange places where most of Christianity didn't want to hear it and still don't want to hear it. Right. Uh, you know what? As the days progress, you're going to want to hear it. Because it's reality. Yep, that's right. That is definitely right. All right, buddy. We better. Call yeah, it we're night. done. Yeah. Oh man, we're on over. Shoot. Yeah, we're gonna have it short. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Overtime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, folks. We want to thank you for joining us at Opposing the Matrix tonight. We hope that you were blessed. Uh, we know we we were blessed by having you here. Uh, thank you, Win Song, for chiming in. You're always a blessing. And uh, until we meet again next week, we just pray that you guys have a wonderful week, that you grow in uh, mighty ways in, in the Holy Spirit and in the uh, the spirit of prophecy and in the spirit of the Lord, all the same spirit, um, and that you just um, are continually blessed in, in the way that he wants you to be blessed, okay? Uh, that his will be done in your life, not yours, but his. And we thank you. And, uh, Lord, we just thank you for this time that we've had to disseminate, uh, some ideas, disseminate what you have for, uh, for people to hear and for people to learn. We thank you for this opportunity, giving us this opportunity. 
And um, we hope that we've been faithful to what you've wanted us to do. And until we meet next week, Lord, we pray that uh, Jim and Eric and myself and Brian and, and all the audience just has a wonderful week and that and that you bless them in mighty and special and holy ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Good night, y'all. Good night, everybody.